This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Do you have a water leak and can't find where it's coming from? Are you dealing with water or mold damage in your home or business? Then call Water Cleanup of Florida at 954-579-0356 for immediate assistance. With over 60 years of combined experience, Michael, Robert, and their team is prepared to handle all types of leak detection issues. 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. After the leak has been located and repaired, Water Cleanup of Florida will then clean, dry, and fully restore the damaged areas. Water Cleanup of Florida is fully licensed, insured, and certified to provide the one-stop shopping that busy homeowners and business owners require. There is no need to bring in other contractors. They will handle the entire project from start to finish. Service areas include Miami, Broward, and Palm Beach counties. Call Michael anytime on his personal cell phone at 954-579-0356. That's 954-579-0356. Or visit their website at wcufl.com. Water cleanup of Florida. If you have the schmutz, they have the guts. Chris and the guys at Greenview Construction LLC are a firm offering professional services in design and of course construction and they are proud to announce that they've completed design and 3d renderings for two spec home models located in the jupiter and palm beach gardens area sitting on over one acre lots now they've got four lots available for these model homes the first is a british west indies model style totaling just over four and a half thousand square foot air conditioned space five bedrooms five bathrooms and they boast 16 foot ceilings in some areas the second more traditional style home 3100 square foot air conditioned space four bedrooms and four baths so they boast 14 foot ceilings in some areas. Both models will have a free flowing layouts that connect the kitchen, the family room, living room, library, I mean library, a den, an outdoor lanai. And both models will have an option to add a detached in-law suite if you really want the in-laws to move in and a garage totaling an additional 1,000 square foot. You can visit Chris and the team online at www.greenviewconstruction.com. You can email Chris Tyson, that's C Tyson, as in Mike Tyson, C Tyson at greenviewconstruction.com. Or you can call 561-727-5013. They're also on Facebook, they're on Instagram, they're on Twitter. Just look for Greenview Construction. And if that wasn't enough, they have an appointment-only showroom at 715 Commerce Way West, Suite 14 in Jupiter, Florida. This show is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is a revolutionary new daily fantasy game whereby you pick two, three, or four players to go over or under their fantasy point projections, and if you're correct, you win. Pick two or more players from the same sport or league or go cross leagues for your parlay. Use the promo code 5, that's F-I-V-E, 5, and receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. But first, sign up at prizepicks.com to start winning today. Welcome to 3 Yards Per Caddy, a podcast covering the Miami Dolphins and the NFL. Now, here's your hosts, Chris, Alf, and Simon. And we're on, and after many technical difficulties, we're on the air, Chris. <laughs> I've never, are we, I've, are I've we, never are been. We a, really though? Yeah, are we I, really I though? think we are. I think we are. I'm looking at my the the little telltale sign, and it's red, and it says recording. 
So I think this thing is on. I think it's working. Now, will it get out to you, to you, our dear listener? Uh, we don't know. <laughs> Maybe. Sure. Okay. I've never been at the helm of a nuclear submarine, but I think this is what it feels like when, like, you don't, you don't know what you're doing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know. But if, as always, uh, okay. You know, as always, we are brought to you by Manscaped. Use five hours and get twenty percent off your entire order. And guess what? Not only do you get twenty percent off your entire order, now you get free shipping, people. So it's 20% off your entire order and free shipping. Get the 4.0 performance package. This is their new campaign. You get the lawnmower 4.0. Are you uh, get a piece of paper, uh, Chris, and start writing all this down? You ready? Okay. 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 You're going to get the 4.0 performance package. All right. That's yep. you get the lawnmower 4.0 with the LED light, the aerodynamic uh-huh. design, and the aerodynamic design is extremely important, by the way. You get the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Trimmer. Okay, are, are you getting this so far? All right, Lawnmower 4.0. Weed Whacker? Weed yeah, you whacker? get the, the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Trimmer. Okay. We get the Weed Whacker. Okay. Yeah. All right. You get the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant. All right. Crop Preserver. They call, That's an interesting name for it. But let's, okay, yeah. Crop you Preserver. The, you get the Crop Reviver Ball Toner. If you notice, I'm still talking. Crop Reviver. Okay. You're getting a lot of stuff here, right? You get the magic okay. mats, which are disposable shaving mats. Are you see? Are you listening to this? Yeah, you're still getting stuff. You notice this, right? Shaving mats? Yes. All right. Well, you're not going to just drop your pubes on the floor, are you? <laughs> okay. You get the travel bag. By the way, I own this travel bag. I went to Las Vegas with this travel bag. I went to Tampa with this travel bag. This travel bag is beautiful. Okay. It's leather. I love the travel bag. Okay. You have one, right? I have one. Yeah. Yes. And so does Simon, by the way. And by the way, Simon will be here. Later on this week, okay? He returned from Colombia on mm-hmm. the 17th. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so far you got the, the lawnmower, you got the weed whacker, the crop preserver, the crop reviver, the magic mat, and you got the travel bag. But no, there's there's still more. You get the Manscaped Broxer briefs. And if you've ever worn these oh, things, yeah. these things are, are, are comfortable. Guess what? I, I have a pair. All right. You get all of that stuff. Use our code. You get free shipping. All in ninety nine ninety nine. That's it ninety nine ninety nine and ninety nine ninety nine. You get all of the stuff if you use our code five RSN, and that so includes this, shipping. That includes so so that's what the that's the twenty five percent discount or whatever. Uh, and, yes, and but, free shipping. Yeah, if you buy this package now, if you okay. buy all these things individually, you would mm-hmm. get up to two hundred dollars. It would cost you two hundred dollars. So, $200. Yeah. Wow. So if you want to test this, go on their website and buy all of these things individually. It will cost you 200 bucks. That's, like that's like us putting more than $100 in your pocket. Exactly. So buy the package, get all these things, use our code. And of course, you get free shipping, $99.99, 5RSN. We are also brought to you by Better Edge. Okay. BetterEdge.com slash five reasons. And you get a $20 sign up bonus. Some of you may want to you know, bet Skylar Thompson to win the NFL MVP on there. And I guess we'll start there because we do have a lot to talk about, by the way, because we had like an hour debate on OnlyFans, which you can also join for $3 a month on Austin Jackson. Uh, I say he was average. You say he was bad, but we'll get to that. But we got to start with Skylar Thompson. What are we doing with this guy, Chris? We're rostering him, obviously, aren't we? 
No, not necessarily. Um, oh, I, and I say, I say that, you know, he, he had a great, he had a nice, uh, nice day um, for his first preseason game. He's a rookie and, uh, and they could, they clearly coach him pretty well in the system and he performed pretty well, but let's keep in mind the last, just a year ago, they risked uh, the great reads in it. Who's still great, um, by the way. It was still great. Um, they risked him by cutting him and putting him through waivers and, uh, you know, to try and get him on the practice squad and it didn't work out. You know, the, uh, the Eagles, uh, snatched him up and dolphins, you know, they didn't seem, they didn't seem too much worse for the wear. Um, and so they, they moved on and, uh, and now they have Skylar Thompson and he performed pretty well in this first game. So they could risk him just like they did Reed Sinnott. And I, I know a lot of people, I, I think like we tend to be really just very extreme in our, um, in, in our, uh, the way that we form these opinions and fire off these hot takes and stuff like that. Like, you know, oh, there's no way they could risk the great Skylar Thompson now. Um, but the reality is they could, they could, and they, they, you know, as of right now, I'd say that they probably will. Um, hmm. so we'll see, uh, we'll see what happens with the rest of preseason, but, um, I don't, you know, I, I don't know that, uh, that teams are going to be, uh, falling over themselves for, uh, Skylar Thompson, considering, you know, we just got a crop of rookies out there and, um, and teams often have their own guys. They like their own guys. And so we'll see. Um, I, I, I just don't, I just don't want anybody to get like, extend themselves too far on what just happened with this game with uh, Skylar Thompson's performance. Um, He did all right. He looked better than some of the rookies out there in their first performance. Some of the guys that were drafted higher, uh, frankly, he looked better. I don't really have a lot of respect for the, uh, the, the QB slate that Miami is going to face this year Mm -hmm. um, outside of, you know, half a dozen guys. And, uh, and so I, I think legitimately there will be some quarterbacks that we face this year playing NFL regular season games against us who, who are probably worse than what Skylar Thompson showed. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and so, but that's, that's, that's a separate issue though. That's um, you know, I just heard the jets say, you know, Robert Sully say that we think we have three starting quarterbacks with Zach Wilson, Joe Flacco and Mike white. <laughs> and I'm like, really, <laughs> really? Well, you know, uh, he can be delicate. He could be delicate and say, you know, oh, you know, he's our starting quarterback. We're going to miss him, this and that. But we think Joe Flacco can do the job. But, you know, he's just pumping sunshine. I well, think. what I'm but but think about th- think about the delusion that it, that goes into a statement like that. Uh-huh. Um, and then think about the rest of the league and, and the rest of the league are often like this as well. So they're like, you know, Skylar Thompson, what? we're going to bump Mike white for Skylar Thompson, you know, I, I mean, it's, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and so, and so I think that that's, um, and that might not be fair to Mike white. Even some people would say, because once upon a time he threw for 400 yards in a game, yes. but, um, but still like, yeah, uh, but uh, it, it might not be what everybody thinks it is, uh, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I think that uh, what, what a lot of fans have, uh, and they have it dancing in their heads, and and I'll admit it, uh, I'm thinking about it as well. It's trying to save that Teddy money next year, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, of course. And using it on a player, because if you think about it, like what can you buy for eight million dollars? I think you could get an impactful linebacker, you get mm-hmm. an impactful rotational defensive lineman, 
Mm-hmm. You probably get a decent tackle, not a great one, but a decent tackle. You could definitely get a really good wide receiver. So, like, you know, you're thinking about, you know, what can you use that $8 million? You can't get a great top-line corner anymore for $8 million, which is saying a lot. Oh, God, no. No, eight million. Eight million is buying you less than than I think you you might be thinking um, anymore uh, in in today's NFL. Um, it, you know, you say like a very good wide receiver, but who who are we talking about? Like Cedric Wilson. Um, like you can get Cedric Wilson. You get, yeah, you, did, get, you know, maybe 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 Cedric Wilson, but um, you know, Cedric Wilson was number four in Dallas, and he's number three in Miami. Um, you know, so, you know, very good. We're, we have to, we have to define that as, you know, you're, you could buy a third wide receiver, mm-hmm. a number three wide receiver. You can uh, get a contributor. Yeah. You can get a contributor. There you go. You can get a contributor for $8 million or you can have a valid backup quarterback for the guy who once, uh, almost, uh, ended his career with a broken hip. <laughs> yeah. All right. Moving on. Uh, did you begin to get like my drift when I said last week that I thought, cause we're going to talk right now about what the offense kind of looked like, although it was vanilla, like, let's face it. It was vanilla. Very. Could you get my drift last, when I said last week that I think that Tua will lead the league in passer rating out of play action because I don't have the number in front of me. Skylar Thompson had to have had almost a perfect number because I know three shot plays he completed right off the bat off of play action. Like it seemed to be, it's a feature on this offense. Like oh, they're going to sure. throw the ball out of play action, even on first down. A lot. Well, they're going to do it a lot. They're going to do it a lot, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so, but you know, the one thing to keep in mind is um, a lot of these play actions, and especially in the outside zone system or wide zone system, there these play actions are really are, are boots. Um, you know, and those those boots really shut down half the field, and sometimes mm-hmm. sometimes the guy is just going to have to end up taking taking the short taking the short money on that, and um, or uh, or throwing it away, or um, you know what I mean. So especially once the defense defenses start to uh, catch on to it a little bit, so um, so we'll see. I, there's we're still yet to see how that how well that's going to work. Um, Cause it's not, it's not all going to be like, you know, big play action passes, max protect, and then going deep down, like, like we saw in that 65 yard touchdown to, um, to Tyreek Hill and training camp. Um, it's not all going to be that. So uh, it's still, I, to me, it still remains to be seen. It is going to be play action heavy. Whereas last year I think was more RPO heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they, they've got to, they've got to, uh, implement some sort of RPO in there, um, which would, it would seem, it would seem like a, um, uh, a missed opportunity if they just completely scrapped it, but, um, but there's going to be less than Miami had last year for sure. Uh, and, and then, uh, you know, we'll see, we'll see how it all works out. I, I, I wouldn't, again, I'm trying not to read too much into vanilla play act or vanilla, um, pass or, Sorry, play calling in the uh, the first preseason game for Skylar Thompson. Keep in mind, like you know, he might have been calling plays the Skylar Thompson runs. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, because you do that, you do that. Like even last year when the great Reed Sinet was in the game, um, they were definitely uh, they were definitely calling a different offense for Reed Sinet 
than they would for Tua Tungvalo. Mm-hmm. Uh, odds that Reed Sinnott starts over Jalen Hurts. <laughs> well, based on how Jalen Hurts uh, performed, I, I I would say not very not very high. But well, um, to be fair, he was decapitated on the sideline. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, they got to find his also, head first before. But he can also, play game. also they, yeah, he's. You know, <laughs> Did you see the healthy. sideline film? Not not to get not to get off the you know Bucks Dolphins you know, uh, but. <laughs> Did you hear the the like the sideline sound of that hit? No, I didn't. Nick Sirianni, if he had Salah in front of him, like we went. Oh wait, to... Nick Sirianni's like tirade. Yes. That he went up. Oh yes, yes, I did hear that. <laughs> that was fun. No, it, yeah. it was it was on call for. Like, who is that clown? Like, I didn't even know who hit him. Who was the yeah. guy that got the I, hit? I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Like, there's no way saw, that guy's I just playing saw, again. I just right? saw Sirianni say, you know, Saleh, Saleh, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. So, oh, it's yeah. Quincy Williams. Sorry, Quincy Williams. Wow. There it like, is. That's, like, that's crazy. Like, that was yep. a, an awful play. Like, I don't remember a play like that in a long time. Quarterback's almost three, four yards out of bounds and gets blasted. And not only yeah. gets blasted, he gets blasted with the crown of the helmet. <laughs> yep. Egregiously awful by Quincy. Yeah. All right. Now, let now we're, since we're still in the offense, and trust me, we're going to go back to the defense. I think I have more to say about the defense than the offense in this game. Because let's face it, uh, you know, the, the engine of this offense, I think, is going to be those two wide receivers. And I think it's going to be it's going to be the proof is going to be when they start playing actual games. And I think those two wide receivers are going to be the catalyst for for this offense. Not not that you're wrong on that, but I mean, it wasn't just them out. You know, it's it like mm-hmm. both Chase Edmonds and Raheem Mostert were out, mm-hmm. and yeah. to, well, obviously Tua Tungvaloa is out, and uh, Teron Armstead is out. The center, the starting center, Connor Williams is out, and uh, yeah, or was yeah. out of the game. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's just basically it's not to to call it. And Alec Engel, down. and Alec Engel, who who's going oh, yeah. to play a lot, who is who is uh, who is going to be the focal point of the offense. Clearly, um, mm-hmm. no, I'm just kidding. Uh, he, he was out. You know, it's worth saying. And uh, so, the, but they didn't have any fullback in the game. I mean, they they used some tight ends in some fullback like roles, but um, but you know, to call it stripped down would be a total understatement. Um, I think that uh, I think that what you didn't what you saw out there was like the barest of the bare bones of what the offense um, is going to be run like. I did you even see much outside zone or wide zone? No, and that's what I'm going to get to. I'm not. Uh, I'm not sure I saw any. And and that's going to be my, my my question to you. I'm going to give credit, and I did give credit. Uh, I did a uh, I did a show today with Alex Dono, and I did give credit to Mike McDaniel on play calling, and it was for a very odd reason. <laughs> I gave him credit for the, his play calling because they only had 11 called runs. Now, is that a bad thing? I don't think so. I think it had to do with the fronts that the Bucks were playing. For whatever reason, the Bucks were hell-bent on stopping the run in this game. Mm-hmm. And they were committing a lot of players to the box, and not only committing a lot of players, they were calling a lot of run blitzes. And a lot of mm-hmm. two by one blitzes, and like they were really conscious on, you know what? We want to fill gaps, and we want to stop the run in this game. And Mike McDaniel said, you know what? I'm not going to have this game turn into a clusterfuck. We're going to try to score points, and I think the only way we can do that is by throwing the football here, and that's exactly what we're going to do. And they did effectively to get enough points to win the game. So I'm going to give credit to Mike McDaniel. What do you think? 
Uh, yes and no. I mean, you know, he, he gave himself a C for the play calling. Um, obviously there were some things that he didn't end up liking about how the, um, how the, how, how the game proceeded and, um, and handling the, the different roles that he has now that he's a head coach as well as the play caller. Um, and so I, I think that he's, he, he's going to end up feeling like he had some things to clean up. Um, and I, you know, yeah, they didn't, they didn't force, they didn't force the run, but at the same time, like you know, what did they score 19 points? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's not, that's not what we're expecting. Uh, no. so, and, and, and yeah, I, I, I get it. Like, you know, Jalen Waddle and all those guys are out, but you know, Hey, who played on the bucks too? <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, who played on that defense? You know? Yeah. Not, I'm going to say the same thing. Now. I'm going to say the same thing I've said every single year on this podcast and it still hasn't happened by the way. <laughs> okay. Which is, I want the offense to average three touchdowns per game. Yeah. And if the they spot. average three touchdowns per game, you're going to be in that sweet spot of 24, 25, 26 points per game, which makes you an 11, 12, one team, maybe. Yeah. If your defense I, I, is any good. I agree. You know? I agree. You know, they should be aiming to add, they should be aiming to average that three touchdowns, if not more, mm-hmm. um, if not four, you know? Um, and I think that, uh, I think that they're clearly not there on what they did in this preseason game. No. At least not with the backups versus the backups. So um, for that, you know, I just don't want to get ahead of ourselves. All right. Now, moving off of the offense, if you have anything to add on Lynn Bowden and the wide receiver core, go ahead. I thought Trent Shurfield, that was a nice route that he ran. Uh, well, Lynn that- Bowden, Lynn Bowden ran a nice route. Yes, he did. That double move. That was that was very nice. That double move. That double move. I, I, I didn't you couldn't see it on uh, camera until you get to the all 22. But that double move was uh, was pretty gnarly. And um, and that's why he was so open in the um, in the uh, in the end zone for that touchdown. So that's uh, credit credit to him on that. I thought the other catch, you know, is almost uncovered, really. Um Mm-hmm. But and then they tried to. It was a bad throw. To... It was a bad throw. You think that was a bad throw? Yeah, man. You got to lead him and let, give him a chance to outrun that safety to the I mean, corner that, and try to that, score for, with it. For that particular play action with the you know the the way the backfield, I, I didn't think it was terrible. Um, but uh, I think that uh, they did try to find him in the end zone with like a fade, and uh, he didn't really execute on that one. No, um, so. You know, little he, he he made plays and he's going to be happy with that, especially with that one the the double move in the end zone to to get the touchdown. Um, but obviously, you know, he didn't he didn't do the job yet, like of making in the roster. He's he's got more. All right, now we got to move on to the defense because I have a lot to say about the defense. I'll start with uh, first, and, and trust me, we're gonna we're gonna get to Trill Williams' replacement, Mackenzie Alexander, at the end of this podcast. Because that, that is news today. Uh, they signed Mackenzie Alexander. Seemingly to compete for the, the fourth cornerback spot with Noah Benogany and Kean Crossan, which I would I would say Kean Crossan has a pretty substantial leg up on, on that battle. But I'll start here. Sam Egwavon is not a Phil linebacker. Uh, he just gets run over. Like he, he doesn't tackle with any oomph, any power. Yeah. For a guy that, for a guy that blitzes well, he's, um, you know, he, he doesn't have, he doesn't have that, uh, that same aggressiveness in the, uh, the run game. 
Yeah, so people were asking, you know, oh, he looks bad, and, you know, well, I don't think that's his position. I, I, you know, I think this is a good football player and especially a really good special teams player. He's obviously an NFL player, but he's – I think he's miscast. Uh, like, Phil linebackers on this team, maybe Duke Riley, although I have my doubts. I think no. it's Landon Roberts and Calvin Munson, and that's a wrap. Those are that's the only two guys. It. That's probably Those are the only two it. Guys. Yeah, uh, so – I'll start there with the linebackers. Channing Tindall, he had a great grade, you know, whatever that means uh, on yeah. PFF. I watched the game. I thought he, I thought he, I thought he did fine. Like his film is pretty nice on a couple of snaps. Was, was he fine. really impactful? Mm. No, 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 not at all. Um, it was fine. It was fine, really. Um, he's, you know, I'm not picking picking the guy apart at all. I mean, I'll, although for for you know the plays that he did like well in terms of like he had something challenging to do and he did it um we're few and far between there's mm. you know maybe one or two um but he also made mistakes out there too he was not he was not um above that and uh and so i, I thought he did fine i thought you know a lot of what was catching people's eye and and this is you know one play in particular where he he turned back up the field and and help chase down um uh the the wide receiver geiger um after he got the ball and, and turned up the field um you know you see the speed and and i think when you see the speed and see how his athleticism you're like oh boy you know that's um it's impressive and it is and it, that's why he's here but um you know it was fine but I think I think this this whole thing of like grading him high, like on on PFF, um, and it, I have issues with. I know Simon goes off on the rants about PFF, <laughs> um, yes. but and so without him here, maybe I just got to fill in for him. But um, but I, I think that the this is the issue with PFF is that it's given everybody the the fans and everybody. Um, another uh, another excuse to do what they all love doing which is to scout on paper yes you know to to evaluate football on paper and not not really on the field because on the field it's too complicated there's too many things going on it's too much it's too hard to to tell what a guy should be doing it's too hard to see you know to to account for all of the factors people like to make their judgments based on as few factors as possible that's human nature i think um, you had a great point those color that color scheme man that thing works man i wish i would well that imagined. it does like you know and 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 so well they're they're selling the pff is selling <laughs> they're selling a product so we should have came those, up with this thing like, well, like yeah. 15 so, years ago. so so you give people a number and a, a color number. and a color and a color, color. and a color and a yes. color on top yeah. of it and it's like ooh, you know pretty. <laughs> it's blue man and my did guy's you see, blue <laughs> did you did you see how big that number was you know uh, and, and so like you give you're giving people the ability to um to evaluate and judge things based on very little information what they want to do yeah. um want to do it's human nature you into the worst and easiest parts of our human nature i think <laughs> and um and and so so when you see the big number you see that big that it's like oh my god he was a difference maker in this game he was not a difference maker <laughs> no he was not he was he was just kind of there and that's, and that's fine. fine yeah that's you, fine. you know what it's i really like you know what i really like the sombrero you know he... wasn't really on him yeah you, you know, know that's where, fine where, you know where he really made a difference that special teams tackle on that kick yeah that was a good play because he doesn't and, make and that tackle they had they had they had numbers 
there was one he could go there was one play in coverage he backed out in the coverage and then he he really sombrero was on him as um you know as uh what's his name our um our uh paul pasqualoni would say um old defensive coordinator for the dolphins back when channing crowder was playing um you know, Sabrero was on him and uh, where he backed out in the coverage and then they threw the ball underneath him. And, you know, he had to break down and get this guy down. And he did. He, it was a toe tackle, but, you know, it, he got him. Yeah. Um, and that was good. Uh, there was another screenplay where, uh, you know, he had to come down and, and fill and, and tackle the guy. But he, the guy ran right into him and he was on and he was the one that was unblocked by the blockers so uh it wasn't really that wasn't really that hard um so i think that uh you know i, I think he made a good really a nice play there he made a really nice play in special teams which you talked about um and then uh and then it was just his speed his speed was um was just something that pops out at the eye um but otherwise i mean it's just it, it's okay it was okay elijah campbell had a much better game elijah campbell the safety had a much better game um you know on defense and there were some defensive linemen i thought that had a better game and that had better games as well uh keon crossen had a big boy play you know um in in deep coverage um yes. so you know that the, these are these are things that you know, impact plays as far as, in, you know, Dar- Darius Hodge, that, that pass rush uh, where he, he forced the fumble. Big impact play. The game, the, the plays that win games, you know. Um, and then did, did we get any of those out of Channing Tindall? And, and, and I've seen some people being like, oh, I beg to differ. You know, he just being in the right spot is, you know, impacts the game. So, so, so much. I'm like, I right, get the fuck out of here. I mean, because, <laughs> because, you know, the, the reality is football is your number just doesn't always get called, you know, um, and, and it's not, and it's not necessarily because you were in the right spot. So you scared him off it. You know, that's not true. That's not true. Um, so I, I think that he had, he was fine. He was fine. I'm not going to, I'm not going to get down on him at all. I'm just like, y- y'all, y'all are running away with yourselves because of a big number and a, and a pretty color. And, uh, and, and we love to do this, uh, this linear thinking and this, uh, this paper scouting. And, uh, and that's, that's not really what happened on the football field. Yeah. And, and now moving on to, and you mentioned him. I thought Darius Hodge and Ben still were the two. And I think it is, it is Ben Still, by the way. It I think they were the they were the two bright spots. And you could throw in a little Benito Benito Jones in there. I don't think he was bad. I, I think he was all right. I thought I thought Porter Gustin uh, was who got a terrible PFF grade for whatever reason. Yeah, um, he, he caused the turnover. He's the one who who put the clock in. And Cal uh, Trask, who's absolutely by the way, Cal Trask is absolutely off. He's bad. Yeah, I didn't. I, you know, they were singing his praises. I had the Bucks, um, the Bucks uh, feed, obviously. Yes. Uh, they were singing his praises so much, and I'm like, He's terrible, dude. He just, he just basically threw the game at the end of the at the end of the first half. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, like ah, they're they're actually coming after me to hit me. Like, what is yeah. this? I mean, seriously, but Port Augustine, you know what you have to appreciate about Port Augustine is, um, and this is something that goes back to who he was coming out of college, coming out of USC, is he was unusually strong, right? Um, unusually strong. And, and if, you, if you know his history, too, he's like, to call him a gym rat is probably understating it. He would be like a bodybuilder type if he wasn't a football player. Um, 
but he was unusually strong on the football field. It showed up on the football field coming out of USC. And he shows that in Miami uh, with the Dolphins to the degree that they made him a 3-4 or 34 defensive end for much of the game. You know, and 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 then switched him out to outside to outside linebacker to more of a wider rush where he made the play that you're talking about with um with with Kyle Trask, and so to be able to um to do a, a nice passable job in both of those roles, that's that's like coach porn, you know, <laughs> yes. um like they're 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 dreaming about that tonight, you know. That's and that's why I say I. I think he, I think you might make the roster, you know, I think he's going to make the roster. Um, and so everybody's like talking about the numbers game. And I, I realize there is a numbers game and it's very valid, but you know, when I see that um, as for Ben still, they might try and hide him on the practice squad. Still. I don't still, <laughs> I, um, but, uh, but I don't, uh, but he did have a game and he played all three positions on the defensive line. And, um, and so again, you know, that's, that's like coach porn, um, and when he, he can switch between nose tackle and defensive end. Um, and, and, and he just, he makes an impact with his play strength and, and also he's got, he's a plus athlete. He's a really plus athlete. So he, he did a good job and uh, Darius Hodge, I, I paid some attention to him. He had that remarkable play, um, with the forced fumble, but he also had, you know, some, some issues at times out there. So uh, I'm still a little bit on the fence with him with him just because he's so undersized. Um, and, uh, and, you know, there's that big play. It's like, I don't know the coaches love the dude that comes up with a big play and then, you know, disappears for three plays. You know what I mean? Um, that's not coach porn. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so, so he's still, Still a little bit, still a little bit on the fence uh, about him. Yeah, and I'm going to give a little credit here to to this coaching staff. Uh, they they found Ben Still, and you know I hate to get a, ahead of myself because I thought that Adam Butler was a really really impactful player last year. He 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 did his job. He was a good football player for this team last year. I think yep. they adequately replaced him. If this guy is anything like what he's shown so far, well, Big, you know I hate, I hate to get ahead of ourselves because this was the Bucks you know, what third strings and stuff and yeah. second strings, third strings and, and whatnot, you know, and, um, but he did, he did remind me of watching uh, the way he interacted with the offensive linemen out there uh, reminded me of watching uh, Zach Sealer in his very first snaps of the Miami Dolphins in 2019 against the New York Giants and the way that he was, you know, really um, beating up on offensive linemen out there. Um, now, granted, Zach or Zach Sealer was doing that against Giants first stringers in a real game. Mm -hmm. And um, and this was against the Bucks, you know, backups. So we got to see. We got to see. But I, I'm I'm intrigued. I, I like uh, how he moves. I like uh, the intensity he's bringing. I like the play strength he's bringing. Um, and so he's got he's got a good package going. Uh, and and I think that uh, it's it's interesting because, I, you know, I've watched some of them at Nebraska. And, you know, it's okay. <laughs> and, yeah. and so, and, and so it, I wonder if he's one of these guys that kind of, um, that found himself in terms of his, his workout regime, you know, nutrition, all that stuff. Some guys find themselves a little bit more during that pre-draft process where they're really getting ready to, for the NFL. And, um, 
And I, you know, Cam Cam Wake was nothing like he ended up being when he was coming out of Penn, Penn State, you know, uh, mm-hmm. in terms of how he took care of his body and how he worked out and stuff like that. So I, I'm curious on in that way. Um, maybe he is. Maybe he is a guy like that. Who knows? Um, but Elijah Campbell, though. Yes. Elijah Campbell. Yes. And not only that, did you catch Mike McDaniel on the sidelines? Like, he got a real kick out of what Elijah McDaniel was doing, especially after he made his third play almost in a row. Yeah. And you can see Mike McDaniel was mouthing the word, was it him again? And you see him. <laughs> and you see him. One thing I like about Mike McDaniel, his animations on the, on the sideline, how animated he is. And by the way, uh, did you see Tua Tungvaloa give him a big old bear hug as soon as the game was over? Yep, yep, I saw. Not to harp on this, but is there any chance in hell you would have ever seen Tua Tungvaloa give a bear hug to, to Brian Flores? No. Um, there's a there's a greater chance he would have punched Brian Flores. <laughs> yes, but I got a real kick out of Mike McDaniel because I was watching. I was more interested in watching Mike McDaniel on the sidelines, right? And by mm-hmm. the way, very curious choice not to go for two on two spots where it was kind of obvious, like, yeah, you kind of should go for, up, go yeah. for two. You know, like, why would you want to go up six when you could go up seven? You know what I mean? Why would you want to be down six when you could be down? I mean, why would you want to be down seven when you could be down six or whatever the the hell it was? But there was whatever the math works out. Yeah. However, the math was there was two spots that the book Mm -hmm. says you could reasonably go for two and not not be a problem. There was one that was obvious, like the first one. And he chose not to. And it was and it was immediate. Like he was like, nah, we're not running. So obviously he was he was keeping two point plays in his pocket which kind of makes sense because they do some tricky stuff down in the goal line, especially uh, after that Thursday, which was a snuff film against, against the Tampa yeah, Bay sure. Buccaneers, especially in the goal line. Cause, cause I, I had one guy, I was talking to one media member and the media member go t- told me, and this is on Thursday. I'm not going to reveal who this was, but he told me, this is the goal line. They're running plays from the six yard line. You're supposed to score. And I told him 11 times. <laughs> <laughs> you know like i don't think you're supposed to score 11 touchdowns here all right like you should be able to get stopped once right sure <laughs> first and goal from the six like you should eventually be stopped but no it was touchdown 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 t- all touchdowns one after the other so uh and it did show some some chops so some end arounds some screens that we did not see and i guess they didn't want to show for you know as far as their two-point offense but I was watching Mike McDaniel, and yeah, he got a kick out of that. Elijah Campbell, wow, three big plays, almost back to back. Like that was impactful. Uh, they're deep at safety, I think. Well, they're looking deep now. Yeah, because <laughs> I didn't, I didn't know anything. I didn't know anything about what. No, but I'm throwing Barrow McKinley in there. Uh, he, oh yeah, he he had a solid game. You're right. He had a, solid, right. game, had a solid game, game. and I liked where he was. Like they tried some some shots, and he was there. He was Johnny on the yeah. spot. You know, he, he's, you know, I, I love to see something like that when, you know, no bad angles don't allow anything, you know, be the, be the last guy back there. Give yourself a chance to make a play. Verone McKinley, I thought was fine too. That, that gives you two good safeties that don't figure to start many games. If at all, if at all. And if they do, well, and, and it makes you wonder, cause, uh, cause you know, uh, Eric Rowe, he's, he's got a history as a corner. So, um, so, you know, now that they're down a corner in Trill Williams, Mm-hmm. Um, and that sucked to see him his injury, but um, although he was, so. uh, they were asked that, and I think he was asked that, and Mike McDaniel kind of said, ah, you know, like he danced yeah. around it, like he didn't want to give an answer on. 
maybe that's not his department is, is what I'm thinking. Maybe yeah. maybe he wants to leave that for Josh Boyd to answer, right? Yeah, right. You know. But, but I, um they they replaced him with Mac Alexander. It's funny, you're like, we'll get to Mac Alexander, but honestly, I don't have anything to say on him. Yeah, yeah <laughs> Simon, we can, we, Simon yeah, I, when 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 we signed him, Simon said I think his last the the best um you know the the last great game he played was in college. <laughs> well, actually, the last great game that he played was against the Dolphins, where he had a sack and he had two PBUs. <laughs> <laughs> and I actually looked it up, and I posted on OnlyFans. I posted a highlight video of of Mackenzie Alexander. Most of the plays in there are from that game against the Dolphins, and Ryan Tannehill, of course. <laughs> so, so he had he had Ryan Tannehill pretty well figured out, pretty well scouted mm-hmm. in that game. So. He he has he has some chops, you know. He's had some games. He has some experience, dude. You know, I, I've told I told a lot of fans uh, this on uh, online. If you're worried about CB4, then you then you got more problems than most. You know what I mean? Well, he's not going to be CB4. Um, I think at this point, with uh, Ken Crossing, yeah. he's probably got a lockdown on that. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll just be honest. Yeah. All right, let's call it right there because the next time that we talk to you, we're going to be talking about a game that should be the dress rehearsal. We should be seeing first-teamers and second-teamers because this week they're going Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday doing prep for a game on Saturday against the Las Vegas Raiders. We will talk to you later this week, probably on Thursday. See you then. Thanks for listening to Three Yards Per Caddy. You can subscribe via iTunes, on Podbean, or your usual podcast provider. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.